Welcome back to Tales of Southwest Michigan's Past. This is Michael Delaware. I am your host. Today, I have a special guest who's been on the show before in Season 1. Leah Richard is the museum administrator and curator for the Vicksburg Historical Society over in, you guessed it, Vicksburg, Michigan. So today we're going to explore some more of the wonderful history of the Vicksburg area. Uh, Welcome back to the show, Leah. Thank you for taking time to be on the podcast today. Hi, I'm excited to be back. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I learned a lot last time and hopefully we get a lot more cool stuff found. So could you begin by telling the audience what your role is with the Vicksburg Historical Society? Yeah, so as you said, I'm the museum administrator and curator. Uh, We call me MAC for short, because Mm -hmm. that's a long name. Uh, And so I'm... I'm, Hey, MAC! Hey, MAC! Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I get a little song sometimes in there, too. But um, my role is to manage the day-to-day tasks of the office business side of the Historical Society. I also maintain the collection for the Historical Society, and um, conduct research. Uh, I also manage the historic village, which has nine buildings and three pieces of rolling stock. I, I run yeah. that facility or those facilities, I guess I should say. Um, and five of those buildings in the caboose and boxcar open to the public three days a week. Well, that's a lot. That's a lot. So is, are, there, are there any interesting stories about the founding of Vicksburg that you could tell us a little bit about? Um, the founding itself sounds pretty straightforward. Um, you know, there was definitely, I think, with any small community when it's when it's uh, growing and and new new people are coming to the area, there's always going to be a little bit of drama. But uh, there's nothing we've really seen uh, as far as anything crazy that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, honest, we were were. John Vickers founded the area. I talked about that last time when we were on. Okay. Um, after him, you know, he built a, a grist mill. And from there, he added a sawmill and a distillery, which is, you know, ever important. Should definitely always be the first thing in a, in a new place. <laughs> um, and from there, the next building built was a tavern house. Wow. And that was by Asaw Briggs and John Noyes. And they later sold that to Matthew Wilson, who was also the town blacksmith. So, okay. You had your your mill, you had your tavern, you had your blacksmith, and that seemed to be enough to draw people to the area. Yeah, okay. So were there any characters that would be more of a standout from your look into the history of Vicksburg? Um, you know, I think one of the things that's always been really fascinating about Vicksburg to me is um, the community surrounding it and mm-hmm. the way that um, the community gives to gives back and and supports each other uh so one of the people that always stands out to me are a couple of them are women Mm -hmm. uh fanny bear who was married to william bear and his uh father was one of the first settlers in the area um when she passed away she actually purchased a piece of land and paid for the first permanent library in michigan or in Vicksburg, sorry, not Michigan, uh, to be built. So that, yeah, and that was um, in the very early 1900s. I don't have the exact Uh year on me. Well, that's very forward thinking about education, I suppose. Yeah, and Vicksburg had had a lot of, had had a library before that, but it was kind of an ever-moving 
uh, yeah. thing. It, it moved into whatever building or location was available for them to rent and use the space. Um, but Vicksburg was always very on the forefront with having a library in the community mm-hmm. to to teach. Well, wow. so she was able to provide in her estate the uh, like a permanent library. And is it the same building that um, is there today, or is it? It is part of it. Yeah, they did add on to the back of it. Okay. Um, so there's a more modern building there as well. But that original is still there, and it is on the Michigan State Historic. It is a Michigan State Historic site. Okay. Um, so it's recognized as a as a important building in history. Wow. And was was she and her husband? Were they merchants? Or were they farmers? Or um, I think business people. Um, I, you know, most most people in the area were both farmers and merchants. Oh, okay. uh, that happened more often than not. You'd often own property outside of the village, but mm-hmm. also run some type of, of business within the village. So I, I know he was really involved also with education. When he died, he donated a lot to K College, Kalamazoo College. Mm, okay. uh, so they were just big supporters of education overall. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's uh, that's really interesting. What would be some of the more common questions that you get from visitors when they come to visit your? It's I suppose it's a we call it a museum there, right? At the because you have the train. Yeah. And so the... we have the depot museum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then the rest of it is considered the historic village or part of the historic village. Okay. Um. So my most common questions, and this one's very apt because it's about to happen. Uh, when is the next train coming? <laughs> and there's one going by outside my window right now. Right. Uh, and that's 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 uh, an unknown sometimes. Uh, hopefully by the end of the month, we're going to have a train tracker in our, our station master's office inside the depot. Oh. Uh, so visitors can just look on there and see where a train might be on the line. Uh, we do get a lot of people that know exactly what's coming through and when it's coming through. Right. So those are always um, some of my favorite people to talk to when they visit. Um, I also get a lot of questions about Vicksburg, Mississippi. (laughs) That's mostly through the Internet, though, so not necessarily visitors. Uh, Yeah, they mix it up and they they send an inquiry and they get the wrong. The time, all the time. I've almost got that information memorized. I keep all the their their. their information memorized so i can pass it on to people trying to do research because no matter where you're yeah where you're researching it's important it's um i think it's important for everybody everywhere to to learn things and so i'm always willing to give them a little bit of extra help even though it's not vicksburg michigan it's mississippi yeah yeah that's an easy Um, mix-up because there's just one letter in the state that would be off you know it is i know and you know everybody still thinks mi ms they don't yeah think about that so and then i also help with a lot of research um on local businesses local homes Mm -hmm. families uh lately a big topic is indian lake oh really so i'm i'm yeah yeah we've we've have a the indian lake people they love the history of the lake and Mm -hmm. um there were a lot of resorts there so there's a lot of history dating back especially to the early 1920s 1930s it was a really popular destination yeah and um, i would imagine because of the railroad there you they brought in people from yeah the there was a plan stop there mm-hmm. so they could they would stop they would pick up picnickers picnickers um there's real photo postcards of mm-hmm. just 
crowds of people and you just see them they all have their picnic baskets and they don't look like they're dressed for a a beach day they're all fully Mm -hmm. clothed and you know not what we would think of um being casual and going for a picnic but they're uh they're you know there's hordes of them it was very popular there was a lot of like the local um railroad actually held their company picnic there Mm -hmm. uh it it was a a big destination for the area yeah so Um, there was a a lot of communities that were built around that with when they used to have the passenger railroad lines coming through now vicksburg is just freight now right it's not you don't have an amtrak it's just uh, yeah, no Amtrak. Okay. Uh, we are just freight that goes through, and no, there's no stopping here any longer. Mm-hmm. Um, the last passenger train was 1971, and the last freight was 73 or 74 to actually stop in the area. So it's just a pass-through area. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I know yeah. there's a lot of small communities that used to have railroad stops, and that was what they originally were founded on, and now the railroads are long gone. And, you know, you see that in Hillsdale County and Branch County and, you know, part, yeah. other parts of St. Joseph down there, you know. Yeah. And even well, even and in Calhoun we, County. I mean, there used to be railroad going through Athens, and that's no longer there, you know, so. Right. And, and so we still have, you know, this track still goes through. We've been very lucky considering some of the other small villages in the area you know we're still a growing community mm-hmm. um but the the ending of the railroad really slowed down the progress in a lot of areas yeah. so yeah. look at scott's scott's michigan is right. very small still yeah. um and they did have a depot there at one point yeah very it's a very interesting um study in local regional history when you look at where the railroads used to go and how these communities mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. came to be we had two we mm-hmm. had a cross we had two crossing lines and so that really okay. put us on the map more so than a lot of the other communities in the area that was a big deal to have two railroads going through wow. so any uh history of the railroad depot itself we were talking a little bit about that earlier possibly you got some exciting news coming with that project so we've been working for the last year uh not me personally it's a very big job but we have a couple of volunteers that have been working on the application process Mm -hmm. to getting the depot on the national register of historic places so we're really excited about that and hoping that that happens uh i think that's it that can be another year in the in the making okay but um, it'll be exciting when it happens. Um, our depot here was built in 1903, 1904. Okay. Um, prior to that, there had been a, a wood frame building that had uh, caught on fire several times. It just, mm-hmm. which wasn't uncommon. Fires along the railroads weren't are uncommon. were uncommon back then. Um, this one, by the time it caught on fire in I think I said 1899, but I think it's 1900. Um, nobody really tried to stop the fire that time. Um, the the workers got out what they could, and mm-hmm. which was most of the equipment, and they just kind of let the thing burn to the ground. So yeah. by 1903, GR and I, or the Grand Rapids and Indiana Railroad, had decided that they would build a new brick depot here, and it's a somewhat of an unusual shape and size it's kind of got wings to it uh but it's a really beautiful great building and it stands here today in its original location uh and has served the community very well for 
70 years it served the community, wow. including lead paper company um, in the area. You know, Heinz had a pickling factory. There was a cold storage uh, processing plant. So oh, okay. um, poultry was, was came out of Vicksburg. Uh, huckleberries and ward. I, I read wardleberries one day too. Uh, were a popular wow. um, export of Vicksburg. So they uh, export mint. them out to Chicago or wherever. That, yeah. yeah. Wow. Port Port here, you know, mm-hmm. Port here on to Chicago. So it usually went off that east west line. Um. And um, yeah, like I said, pickles, cucumbers, pickles, mint, celery, yeah. all came from this area at one point. Wow. So it was a, a really important for the community. So it changes the whole dynamic when the railroad suddenly loses its stop there. And uh, yeah. So the process of the of the the historical landmark. I mean, when you when you becomes a part of the registry, it'll probably get a plaque, and then there'll be also maybe a historic marker going along with that. To, yes. Yes, there would be. Um, we would be listed on the website and there would be information about us on the website. So the goal here is really to become an attraction mm-hmm. yeah, and, and to be able to share our history with people from all over. We do get visitors from all over already, but it'd be it'd be nice to to uh, get a wider audience. Yeah. Um, and it'll also open up grant money for us as well, which is always needed for nonprofits. That is always a, a needed thing with nonprofits. I tell you what, we're, yes. I volunteer yes, with other nonprofits is. and it's always a challenge. So, it is. So are, are there is. any other uh, news stories that you could tell us about um, the history of Vicksburg that we didn't cover the last time we talked? Um, I do have one little interesting story I was reading about yesterday um, and it's kind of you don't hear a lot of bad stories with the books that we have written about mm-hmm. Vicksburg. There's not a lot of negativity. There's not, right. you hear about bank robberies. There was a slew of them in Vicksburg. It wasn't ever local people. Mm-hmm. They probably never got caught, but there was one, we had a, the Vicksburg lumber yard or lumber company mm-hmm. here, in, here. And there was a robbery reported. Uh, the shopkeeper or the bookkeeper had been locked in the, in the, closet and she was able to break out of the window and call for help and just as two of the drivers came back from a delivery and mm-hmm. and men had come in and and had stolen a bunch you know they had two bags that they filled up and locked her away right that was right. the the story that was told to the police and a couple days later one of the bags was found in three rivers floating down the saint joseph river oh. and it was just full of ledger books oh and so the police were really like, why did they steal ledger books? Like, this is a really weird thing. And so they went back and started asking questions. And the the yard manager fessed up. And the bookkeeper had actually wanted some of the ledgers to disappear. <laughs> so she got the, the, the yard manager involved and her brother. Oh. And... The, the yard manager locked her in the room and taught her how to break the window with a glass, with a drinking mm-hmm. glass. Uh, her brother had taken the ledgers that they wanted to disappear mm-hmm. um, and put them in a bag and taken them down to Leonidas and thrown them in the river. And wow. so they were all sentenced. I think they all ended up with fines. I think the two men were like 
$50 each and she ended up paying like $300 and they were all on uh, probation. So not, you know, and they're not even, they're not even named. I don't know their names. That's how (laughs) we just, we just know that they did it. Yeah. That's funny. So it takes a little bit of digging sometimes to figure out who people were. Yeah. I haven't done that yet. I haven't done that yet. That's interesting story. That's a, a little bit of a fun one. I always enjoy reading about these little robbery stories. There was an interesting one up in Pawpaw that I covered when I was doing some history of that town that uh, was just, and they brought in the famous Pinkerton's Detective Agency out of Chicago to help solve the problem in Pawpaw. Very interesting story. Yeah. We just had, um, we have a speaker series Mm -hmm. during the summer and we just had a speaker on train robberies in Michigan. Oh, cool. And, yeah, we got talking about um, how railroads actually have their own police system, their own detectives yeah. and everything like that. So um, a lot of train robberies went unsolved. Right. You know, you didn't you didn't have the news at night to put somebody's face up. Nobody took a picture of it. Nobody videotaped mm-hmm. it. So uh, they got away with quite a bit or they made major mistakes like blowing themselves up instead of just blowing up the safe that they right. <laughs> to get into. <laughs> yeah. so, so no, it's really fascinating. I wish we had a story about Vicksburg like that or nearby mm-hmm. and we don't. Well, that um, sounds like a very interesting but, talk. I may have to get the information on that person from you. That sounds like yeah. something we should have at the Battle yeah. Creek Regional History Museum. But, so does the Historical Society have any events coming up this summer or fall that uh, people should know about? Yep. Yeah. Yes, we do. So our next one is August 27th, which is a Sunday. That's our next speaker. Mm-hmm. Um, and that will be Mark Worrell, who is a uh, Michigan Railroad historian. Oh, okay. And he is doing a trip on the GRNI, the Grand Rapids and Indiana Railroad. And so he'll follow the, the rail line from Vicksburg up to Petoskey. Mm-hmm. And that'll be at 2 p.m., in our township hall and that's a sunday sunday august 27th um and then um in the last sunday of september every year the last sunday of september so this year it falls on september 24th we'll be holding our harvest festival okay um which is a big deal here in the community but we welcome everybody it's free to attend there are food trucks um we give uh rides in our model a for a dollar Okay. Um, so you get to ride on the block in our actual running historic, our 1931 Model A. Wow. Um, and there's vendors. There's a free petting zoo. All the buildings are open with docents in them. Um, just a, a nice, exciting day. And that's 11 to 4 on Sunday, September 24th. And uh, coming up in December, we'll be running our model trains in the depot every Saturday. Wow. That's that's always there's always a bunch of train enthusiasts out there that love that stuff you know yeah yeah train people yeah there's model trains and rail fans Mm -hmm. and i i love talking to them all so yeah the model trains are are a big draw in december and we're always excited to have those going what times are the museum open if somebody wants to come and do a visit with family or maybe bring a group through Mm -hmm. so through September through the end of September, we are Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 11 to 5. Okay. 
Um, after that, we will drop down to either just Saturday or Sunday, 11 to 5. I see. So I think that's, that's a decision that hasn't been made yet. Um, and as far as tours, I'm always available for tours during open days. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you wanted to bring a group, we can schedule that any other day of the week. Okay. Um, we, we love doing group tours. I love doing group tours. So if there's a, a church or just a senior group or a homeschool group or another historical group, mm-hmm. um, we always welcome them. And everything's free here. We don't charge for entry. We don't charge for tours. Donations are always welcome. Um, but we just love it. We love sharing history. That's our, our goal. And to show people around and enjoy the day. We're pretty informal here. So we just like to have fun. Well, it sounds like a great place to visit. And you've got so many amazing buildings there, plus the depot itself. And there's some trains if somebody wants to take a look inside a mm-hmm. caboose and all that fun stuff. There's certainly a lot to see. Is there a website that they can check out and find out upcoming events yeah, so you can contact us or look at our event calendar or find more information about um, Vicksburg History at vicksburghistory.org. Okay. Um, you can also follow us on Facebook, which we're fairly active on there. Every Friday there's a post about a certain topic, and there's usually pictures, and I try to write a little bit of information, mm-hmm. but the pictures seem to be the, the biggest hit there. Um, you can also message us there. Okay, well, that sounds awesome. Well, I appreciate you coming on today, Leah. Any last-minute uh, information you'd like to have people know about the museum or the Vicksburg Historical Society? We're always looking for volunteers. Uh, <laughs> That's good to know. <laughs> you know we, we love visitors. Um, I love talking with people. And, um, I, you know, I'm always open to do research for people mm-hmm. in the area. Um yeah, so come check us out. Like I said, it's free. You're welcome to just walk through the buildings on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. They're they're open for the public. Right. And we would love to see you. That is uh, sounds like a wonderful place to visit, and everybody should put that on their calendar to come see you guys this summer. But also, you know, they should mark down September 24th. That sounds like a fun day out there at the, yes. at the museum. So that should be... I'll put that on my calendar and see if I can make it and do a walk around and, and see that too. So, looks yeah, that's always exciting. Yeah, it's a good that's... time of year too because the weather's usually pretty nice in September. So, we always have perfect weather on that day too. It always happens. <laughs> that's great. So, well, I appreciate you coming on. So, I have been speaking with Leah Richard from the Vicksburg Historical Society, and you can find out more about them at vicksburghistory.com. Org, and definitely put it on your list of things to do to go visit the historic depot they have there and walk around the historic village that they have set up there. It is a great tour through history. And there's also a couple of uh, trains there that you can take a look at as well as a caboose. And there is certainly a lot of things for the family to do together out there. And among some of the buildings that are there is a gazebo, a general store, a sweet shop, a newspaper office and print shop, the Railway Express, and a schoolhouse, as well as a township hall and several other buildings to take a look at. So you'll definitely want to spend a little bit of time as you walk around and explore history in the historic village. 
And I will put the link that I just mentioned in the show note descriptions for those of you that are out there driving right now. And if you'd like to reach out to me, you can find me at michaeldelaware.com. I am always happy to hear from my listeners. And until next time, when we take another journey into yesterday, and we explore even more fascinating tales of Southwest Michigan's past. Thank you for listening. 